to the She Speaks Podcast by Sierra B, a weekly show that educates, empowers, and elevates girls, women, and people around the world through speaking your truth. So join me each week as we educate, empower, and elevate together. Remember, live with purpose, live on purpose. All right, all right, all right. Good evening, everyone, or good morning, depending on what time you're listening to this. I am Sierra Bowers. I am the owner, host, and creator of the She Speaks blog and the She Speaks podcast. You can follow us on social media at The She Speaks. We are on Instagram. We are also on Facebook. So if this is your first time listening to this podcast, the purpose of the She Speaks is to provide weekly talks that may educate, empower, and elevate girls, women, boys, and men, and people all around the world through walking in their truth and speaking their truth. And so just remember, live with purpose and live on purpose. Let's get started. I have the pleasure of introducing our guest speaker for tonight. Her name is Ashley Wright. Ashley Wright is a published author, pizza lover, model, actress, and creator of Strokes of Freedom. She creates spaces for individuals to release and connect themselves to their subconscious. This is done through the art of journal writing, using prompts she designs for those present. As an avid journal writer and collector of journals, Ashley has found great peace and loves being able to offer the same peace and healing to others. Ashley is a conduit of generational healing and intends to cause a wave of emotional healing in men, women, and children that will continue throughout the rest of their lineage. She is also in the process of becoming a meditation practitioner, yoga instructor, and grief recovery specialist to better serve her community. As a model, she enjoys helping brands build and bring their concepts and creations to life. If you would like to follow Ashley on social media, please head over to Instagram at Strokes of Freedom, and her website is also strokesoffreedom.com. Let's get started. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. So would you like to introduce yourself to the people that are listening? Of course. Great day, honeys. My name is Ashley. Um, I am currently in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm super excited and honored to be here. Um, I do a little bit of writing, a lot of off-key singing. I love pizza, (laughs) and I love everything that, you know, is all about healing and and purity. I love it all. But what kind of pizza? Where Where does your pizza have to come from? Like, if it was your number one, okay, I need to recommend this pizza place to someone... Where would your recommendation be? That's an incredible question. There's this pizza place um, in North, uh, in Noda area here mm-hmm. in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And it's called Benny's. Um, and they have like these large, like New York style slices. Okay. It's amazing. I love I it. I need to write that down because I love some pizza. <laughs> All right, let's get started. So pretty much um, this episode is on perplex glass within broken mirrors. I'm not sure why, well I know why I came up with it, but at first whenever I thought about a mirror, I just thought of, you know, 
sometimes we hold up a mirror to ourselves and we don't like what we see and um, society can definitely tie into that but I kind of wanted to um, put perplex first and honestly I was like okay what exactly is perplex and what does this mean what does it um, kind of stand for and so um, the reason why I named this episode this title is because we often portray a perplex or a puzzle idea if we want to be as women in men um, even you know some of my students who may listen to this we always have an idea of okay I'm supposed to do this at a certain age or I'm supposed to be this type of person and um, but in reality on the outside we may have this puzzled um, image of ourselves that we're trying to keep together but on the inside we're really broken and so um, I was like, yeah, you are the go-to person for this episode because I'm telling you, that last um, journal, um, what's it called? The Why can't I think right now? That was the Dear Future Husband. Yes, the Dear Future Husband one, that made me get my entire, entire life. And so, um, like, oh my gosh, that was just so helpful. So for people who are listening, if you love journaling and you want to have an event of just journaling and talking about things, please head over to Scrokes of Freedom because you'll get your entire life. But um, (laughs) I just wanted to kind of talk about really quick how, um, you know, we pretend to be okay on the outside for the sake of trying to keep things in and trying to be good for other people but in reality we're all just walking around broken and we're kind of managed to super glue stuff and try to hold things together and in reality we all have broken pieces um i feel like it's up to you if you decide to um allow god to mend those pieces back together or if you just want to keep you know walking around you know broken and stepping on broken glass but um i feel as though some of us as women especially are broken on the inside due to family, friends, relationships, um, and even sometimes our worst enemy is ourselves. And Mm so um, some may feel like they've had an experience, or it might be kind of a a different approach where some people may feel like, well, my mirror is perfectly fine, there's nothing going on with me. And but then something happens and life happens and then it shatters everything. And Mm so um, you know, personally, I'm the type of person where I won't really silence myself for the comfort of allowing others to kind of say or do whatever they want to do. But, um, you know, because I feel like, well, what's the purpose of us all being silenced if we're all walking around broken? And so I was like, yeah, you are the perfect person for <laughs> this. And um, just to get started... Whenever you think of generational curses, what's the first thing that comes to your head and why? Um, the word cycles comes to my mind. Okay. Um, and that's because um, I don't think as a person that I'm cursed. I think that there are different cycles that happen mm-hmm. within generations. Yeah. And it's the same idea of um, we, we, we teach those cycles to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so what comes to mind is cycles, but what also comes to mind is generational healing. Um, and that, to me, is is what I feel like I do, or what I know that I do in creating these spaces for yeah. journal for journal writing, mm-hmm. because that's what we need to be passing down. Um, instead, we're passing down. If we think back, I mean, thousands and thousands, you know, so far ago, 
our DNA is impacted by all those things that are taking place. Yeah. We haven't, we weren't even here yet. We weren't even alive yet. Yeah. And so I think about, you know, survival. I think about trying to escape and how the, the pains of that and the anxieties of that and the confusion of that and the, the aggression of that, yeah. all of that is trapped inside of our parents' DNA and their parents' DNA mm-hmm. and so far back. Our lineage is impacted by those things. Yeah. Um, so I think about the cycles that have been taught repeatedly um, because some people just didn't know anything different. They didn't know anything better. Yeah. So they went for what they knew. Um, but in that, I think about the desire to be able to create um, and help to support generational healing in order for those cycles to stop. And I love how you said cycles because it kind of changed your, well, it changes my mindset personally from negative to positive because with the negative word of curses, you think it's something that you can never get out of, that is going to always hover over you. But whenever you said cycles, it's like, okay, I can break a cycle. Exactly. So (laughs) I I really like how you kind of changed that into a positive way. Like that kind of got me (laughs) rethinking. So, um. Going on the lines of generational curses, if I'm someone who, um, this is something I'm used to, I see nothing wrong with it, my family has been doing this for years, I mean, they're not going to change, they keep doing it, how, if I'm someone who is in that boat, how can I identify a generational curse if I just think, well, they're not going to change, I'm used to it, they do this all the time, they say this stuff all the time, so what's the point? I think there's two layers. People around us help us to see, oh, this maybe isn't, like, you know, the best thing that's happening Mm -hmm. for people around us. But I'm a huge fan of, I have to go internal. And for me, I, I literally was asking myself, how does this benefit the desires I have for my future? If I decide that I am going to get crazy drunk every single day because yeah. that's what such and such did in my family, if, if does that help me get to where I say I want to be? Yeah. Um, and so if I continue to be financially irresponsible with my money because, ooh, I just got to make ends meet. I got to rob Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. When in reality, I don't. It's the thing of sitting down with yourself and saying, does this really work for me? Mm-hmm. Is this stressful? Is this wearing me out? Or is it adding something to me? Yeah. If it's taken away from you, then that is how you really start that conversation with yourself and potentially with your family to know, like, hey, how long has this been going on? Mm-hmm. Like, I see my mom has done it, but mom, tell me about your mom and your dad. Tell me about so-and-so. I'm seeing that auntie is doing it. So it starts with just sitting with yourself before you hit rock bottom. Before you're so overwhelmed yeah. that you don't know what pieces are coming from where. Yeah, that's Before true. you get there, evaluating your life and say, hey, what different things are truly working for me? Yeah. Um, and, and are these things similar to other people in my family? If those don't work for me, mm-hmm. are they similar? And then you're able to connect those dots to figure out, hey, I may be in a cycle of some sort. Yeah. And this ain't it. That's <laughs> I gotta true. find another, another option. Yeah. yeah. And I really like how um, you mentioned financial cycles because I honestly, I had to teach myself what credit is. I teach myself what credit card is, what budgeting is, because I would see so many family members around me swiping for days or, you know, getting, okay, I need direct TV. We're going to go ahead and, you know, rack up and then your credit score be a good 200. So I really had to, um, it was kind of... um, the opposite of whenever I 
taught myself and became more financially efficient and kind of encouraged people around me, like especially family. Okay, I see you budgeting. How would you do that? Or how do you save this amount of money? And then kind of going with what you were saying at the end of um, your statement, what if I'm someone who my family is not open um or what if i'm someone who i want to have that conversation with my family member but i know i'm going to get shut down i know i'm going to get cussed out i may they may stop talking to me what if they aren't ready to have that conversation does that limit my growth like how would i break that cycle if that person doesn't want to have that conversation that is such a beautiful question because oftentimes we feel as though it has to stunt our own growth. But mm -hmm. our growth is ours and theirs is theirs. Yeah. When we make up in our mind and we make a decision that we want to live a different life, that means we have new desires, our intent, we have new intentions that are developing and our behaviors will start to adjust to that. If someone is not yet ready to grow and, and outgrow and, and elevate and evolve, mm -hmm. that can't be your responsibility. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like how people say, you know, you can take a, ho a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Yeah. I can live my life and be, you know, a model, you know, a role model of sorts with, with my budgeting and, you know, with just whatever responsibilities I've been given with my emotional health. Mm -hmm. um, and I can take those things. I've taken those things back to my family. Yeah. Um, and some things they have received or the, since the conversations weren't had in the past, me bringing these things up, we're able to talk about it. They're very open. Um, but it takes for me to reach a certain place in my growth and not in a judgmental way. Mm -hmm. I can't come in and say, well, y'all gonna have to get it together. Cause yeah. No, I need to say, hey, this is what I've been working on in therapy. Did y'all all know that such and such, I, I, I incorporate into my conversations mm -hmm. so that way they don't feel as though I'm trying to make myself bigger yeah. or better because I'm not. We, we, we can folk, <laughs> okay, yeah. we're family. Yeah. Um, so I'm not greater, I'm not less than anyone. But you can't allow, no one can allow for someone else's lack of responsibility for themselves mm -hmm. and for a different life for themselves, um, stop you from achieving what you want to within yourself. Yeah. Because you have to live your life for you. You can't live it for them. That's and you true. can't anticipate that everyone's going to want to get on the same train that you're, that you're getting on. It's That's just not reality. Definitely true. So what mm -hmm. if I am someone who... I may not have a good relationship with, it could be a parent, a grandparent, aunt, cousin, whoever. What if I'm at, at what if I'm at a point in my life to where I'm like, hold up. What they did in the past is affecting how I think and how I move now. Because I realize, you know, there are certain habits that your mom may have, your dad may have, grandparents, aunts, uncles, all of that. But what if it's affecting my current life and mental state? What should I do then? Well, that's again, you are, I love your question. I love questions. So <laughs> this is another incredible question. Um, again, it, that goes back to only being able to control and do for yourself. But okay. the biggest piece in that though, Sierra, is people acknowledging that this thing I experienced with this person mm -hmm. has molded me into who I am today. Um, that's one of the very first steps is knowing that, hey, this wasn't right or this wasn't okay or yeah. I wish I would have been taught X, Y, or Z mm -hmm. and knowing how that impacted you. One thing that Will Smith said, I think it was Will Smith like a, a little while back, he said it may not be your fault, but it's your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And hearing him say that, I was so in love with it because it yeah. wasn't, it isn't our fault that X, Y, or Z happened or that because of this, I've made certain decisions. 
that it is my responsibility. It's not it's not mom's responsibility, it's not my cousin's responsibility. Yeah. It's my responsibility to do what I have to do to work on myself, to benefit myself, to to keep me motivated and going. Yeah. Um and so for those who may have strained relationships with those family members or friends, you have to realize how this impacted me. I'm also huge on people doing what I call letters of release. Mm -hmm. Um, And in that, you can literally write a letter to someone and say, hey, as a result of this, and you can write it in love. It doesn't have to be angry. But as a result of this, I've experienced X, Y, or Z in my life, and that's because of something that you did or something that you said. Um, But you give them that. You give that peace that they deposited into your life. You Mm -hmm. give that back to them. Um, And that's peace, like P-I-E-C-E, like that peace. So they... Call, if they did something and that calls for you to have a bout with anxiety, hey, I'm giving this anxiety back to you because it does not belong to me. Yeah. This is something that you tried to give to me. That's powerful. Um, yeah, I listen, it, and that was totally God-given. I was sitting one day and I was overly frustrated. I mean, for months at a time, I'm like, Lord, what is going on? I'm yeah. frustrated every day. And he told me I had to write letters of release because there was a lot I had held in and it started to manifest itself in my daily um, behaviors mm-hmm. um, and as a result of that I was frustrated day in and day out I wasn't yeah. sleeping well I was just bothered the slightest thing would bother yep. me yep. <laughs> and so he, he, he made me sit down this is at uh, September 2018 and I wrote letters to individual people some of the letters I've shared with people of mm-hmm. things that I've held in over the years small things miscommunications and all of that but yeah. things that I carried around with me for a while and it wasn't healthy for me yeah. um, so I had to choose to give those pieces back to people by sharing my truth with them yeah and so kind of moving on to the next topic um with being african-american and we all know the struggle is real why do you think we dehumanize going to therapy like anytime therapy is mentioned in our culture I hear, okay, something wrong with you, or I'm not going to go, you know, sit in a chair to pay someone to have them tell me what's wrong with me. Like, I can do that at home. But why do you think we dehumanize therapy as a black culture? I think there's a few different things. What comes to mind automatically is that I love that, um, I guess, like the past couple of generations. So if we look at Gen Z and, and of course, us as, as millennials, um, there's a wave of people who are openly talking about counseling and mm-hmm. they're hey, my therapist told me such and such, or this is what I learned in my counseling session. And that makes my heart so glad because I'm a huge advocate for therapy. Um, I think it's viewed as taboo because of how, how it was portrayed. Um, culturally, we can we have a tendency of sweeping things under the rug. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, prayer will fix it. Just, you know, trust in Jesus. Or, you know, oh, you need a shrink? What's wrong with you? But in that, we were, in my mind, I feel like we were shamed into thinking that we were not uh, um, valuable enough to have emotional freedom and to really care for our emotional well-being. We were taught, hey, you bet you 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 just you keep suck it up. Yeah. You know, you just you grit your teeth and, you know, you smile through it. And in that, we were taught a different way to cope. It was very unhealthy. Yeah. Uh, we were taught how to deal with things. And so in that, um, again, the, the evolution is taking place of us being open to counseling and whatnot. But it's a fear associated because the reality is our truth is connected to so many other people. Mm-hmm. So the moment I decide to go to a virtual counseling session, a group session, or a, a one-on-one in, in someone's office, mm-hmm. I got to tell my mom and them. I yep. got to tell them Uncle Pete. <laughs> I got to tell them such and such. I got to talk about my teacher, you know, all these things come up yeah. and it's the idea of, am I ready to deal with that? And so 
in us trying to protect and honor our families, we dishonor ourselves sometimes mm-hmm. um, because we don't want to expose other people. Yeah. We don't want for someone else to feel bad. And so I think with the counseling, it feels so it can seem or it's talked about in such a taboo manner or, or it used to be um, because there's so much, uh, there's a heaviness to it um, and there's a shame to it. It's like, oh, you can't get that together. Honey, you better sleep, you know, drink a, drink a ginger ale mm-hmm. and you can get it together. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it doesn't work. You know, ginger ale, honey, cures everything. It does. So, I don't care what nobody says. You know, that doesn't work. <laughs> you know, it doesn't work for, for our emotional well-being. And so that is how I feel about that. I think it's just the, the weight of it um, can seem as though you're doubting certain things or you're not trusting, you know, that God will bring you through. Yeah. Um, and that sometimes can be, again, a, it's a shameful thing that people try to place on you. And I really love how you embrace people who do seek therapy um, because I feel like so many people who seek therapy or go through therapy or finish it, why do you think, it's kind of like you get talked about for going, you get talked about for sitting, and then you still get talked about for accomplishing it and finishing therapy, and it's like, why, like, I just don't see, why, why do and then it's kind of going into the next thing, but um, kind of the question of why are we hurt the most by the people closest to us? But kind of tying in therapy before we go into that, why do you think the people close of us kind of, or if you are someone who go through therapy, they still think something wrong with you. Like they don't want to acknowledge that you've overcome and evolved and they still think, okay, something's Instead of fixing their own flaws and faults, they still want to, you know, okay, something has to be wrong with you. So why do you think, why, like, I just want to know, why do you think people do that? Well, I think you've already alluded to it. They do it because it takes the attention away from them. Yeah. Because if I make it seem as though something's wrong with you for you going to get support, then that must mean something's right with me because yeah. I've been able to get through it. Yeah. Um, and so oftentimes people, people will deflect, you know, because they haven't, for one, they haven't gotten the courage up themselves to go and to really explore because they're afraid of what they're going to discover or uncover versus being excited about releasing some dead weight. Yeah. But I really think a lot of it is rooted in the idea of, again, the, it being kind of taboo, but also it's easier for me to critique you and something that you are doing for yourself yeah. than it is for me to acknowledge the fact that I got my own issues going on and I'm not yet ready to address those. Mm-hmm. Um, and so honestly, it's not even a reflection of the person who has chosen to get help. Yeah. It's concretely a, a, you know, a reflection of the person who has not chosen to get some additional support. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, those types of things, honey, I don't even take personally. Yeah. I don't tell people about my sessions. I, who are you to judge me? That's <laughs> honey, true. I got to get it together. That's <laughs> so true. if you want to keep living the life you're living, Godspeed, honey. But I, there's a life of abundance that I'm expecting, that I'm welcoming. And some of the baggage I had could not come with me yeah. um, in that, you know, in, into that space. And so I, I fully want to live all of life, not just a portion of life. I yeah. want to live and live wholly and fully. Yeah. And in order for me to do that, I have to be emotionally well. That's amazing. And so before we kind of get into your amazing amazing scratch believing techniques i cannot wait to hear myself because i'm about to start taking notes myself um as far as the discussion as a black culture why do you think we internalize being silenced like why why do you think we internalize that it's better to be silent than to be judged or kind of like it's 
as long as it's unspoken, like, you better sweep that under the rug, like, don't say nothing. So, why do you think we internalize being silenced through generation after generation? Because we're under the misconception that it's worth it. It's almost like if it ain't broke, you know, don't fix yeah, it, right? Yeah. And so people are thinking, because again, our subconscious can take over at any point. You know, most of what we're co- consciously doing throughout the day is, is very, like, little. Um, and so I think it's the idea of I've committed and, and um, sold myself on the story that me being silent has worked. Or if I've been punished, if we even think back to, you know, four or 500 years ago, mm-hmm. if I've been punished for speaking up, then that response is telling me that my voice is not valid and I should not say anything. That yeah. I should suffer through it, suffer through it alone, suffer through it in the midnight hour or whatever the case is. Um, and so I think we we have been almost brainwashed, I guess, to think that silence is okay and yeah. that silence gets us through. And if I don't speak on it, then, you know, then I won't feel it. But you feel it every single day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. And so... Um, I think they answered your question some, but yeah, I yeah think most definitely. Or that's the misconception, you know, that silence, that it works and that silence heals and, and it doesn't. Um, advocacy is something I'm also huge on, speaking up for those who don't have a voice mm-hmm. or helping those build their voices who don't yet know the power of it. We yeah. all have very powerful voices. Yeah. Um, and so when we advocate for ourselves, we have to speak up. That could be writing an email. It could be, you know, literally getting a megaphone and, and talking about things that we desire or making our demands known. But I think um, silence doesn't, it doesn't work in yeah. every situation. Yeah. But I think we've been conditioned to think that it does. And so kind of going into um, kind of switching roles, can you talk about what made you get into journaling and what helps you relieve your stress, whether you at home or at Starbucks somewhere or getting some food like because the struggle is real I'm telling you so can you kind of go into why do you journal how did you get into it and then how do you relieve your stress yes again awesome question so I've been writing as far back as I can remember like the age of eight is like the first age that comes to mind Mm -hmm. but it could have been well before then um, but I oftentimes tell people I grew up in a, a great home you know we there were no fights and all this stuff but it wasn't a home where we were emotionally expressive. Yeah. No one is saying, I love you every other minute. You know, there's not a lot of hugs and kisses. Um, you know, no shared dinner table to talk about, you know, oh, hey, how was your day? Or tell yeah. me how this went. Um, the moments were there, but I don't vividly remember, you know, it being like a routine. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm a middle child. And so I, I kind of shrink to the background. Yeah. I don't want to make any commotion. Just stay out of it. I'll take care of me. I'm good. Don't worry about it. Yep. It ends that I became very emotionally trapped. And looking back, I'm able to realize I was very emotionally underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. And so I would always write, you know, be it little quotes or, you know, music stuff, um, but also just journaling, recapping my day, talking about things that frustrated me or yeah. things that went great at school and all those things. Um, and it just stayed with me throughout those years. Um, so I buy journals almost any time I go to the store. Yep. Because I don't know. Don't let me be in Marshalls <laughs> and I see a good a good five journals. Honey, Marshalls will have my money. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> so, I'm telling so you. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I love it. And so I, it was something I carried with me. And about um, five years ago now, kind of transitioning through life and had a lot of emotional just baggage that was happening a lot of self-discovery I had to go through Mm -hmm. and I was laying on my floor it was like 11 something at night and I was just writing I mean just writing and crying writing and crying and I heard God say give this back to people 
people the same healing that you're experiencing yeah. just through writing on these pages give that back to someone else and so um so that's what i did and that's what i do but journaling for me is a great way to document my prayers it's a great way to document my gratitude uh, my frustrations, mm -hmm. like I said, and the stress. Mm -hmm. But the beautiful part about journaling is, like, our subconscious takes over. Yeah. Like, sometimes we're writing, and before we know it, we've written so much, or we've written things that we're not, you know, presently thinking about. Yeah. But our subconscious has jumped in and allowed for us to express ourselves, and it never fails the error. As soon as I'm done putting my last little point on the page, mm -hmm. I instantly feel like I've released whatever it is. Yeah. And so... Because all energy we don't need to hold on to. That's true. Um, and so in that, the journaling pages, I tell people, they don't speak back to you. They just accept your truth for what it is. Mm -hmm. They honor your truth. They wow. don't go telling your truth to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they yeah. don't interrupt you. They just let you be. And so it's such a safe place and safe space for me. And I'm always honored. Oh, my gosh. I count it to be such a privilege to be able to facilitate journaling classes with people because yeah. a lot of people don't get those pockets of, of peace or those pockets of healing to where they can really sit with themselves and reflect um, and, you know, express their gratitude or, you know, their concerns or things they just haven't thought about. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I just love it. I could talk about yeah. journaling all day. It's just I'm so telling you. And I just, like, I'm telling you, it's so reflective because I'll look back and I'll be like, I was that mad on that day like I had to like something had to be going on I'll just look back and be like okay it wasn't that bad like just in the moment it might have been bad but looking back it's not that bad it wasn't that bad and that's great you mentioned it because the, that's the other beautiful part about it or the great part about it is you've written something in, you know from 2012 or whenever and then now in 2020 you're able to look back at it and you're able to see either how you've grown in that area mm -hmm. or it helps you to identify different cycles that maybe you're still experiencing yeah and that's another way for us again to to kind of go inward to see um but it just serves as a great reference point for because we forget some things that we've accomplished we forget mm -hmm. a lot of stuff and mm -hmm. time flies by yeah. so it helps to be able to look back and say oh wow i made this goal and i really i accomplished that or I wanted to be a nurse for X number of years, and now I've been a nurse for 20 years, or whatever the case is, it truly helps you to see just how far you've come, or again, some of the work that we have to continue to do. Yeah, and then tying into your TikTok video, I was like, what is this? Why haven't I heard of it? I've just been sitting yeah. here stressed and just hot and bothered all day, every day. So can you kind of talk about, like, is that something you created? Is like, kind of explain like how did you discover it and then how did you incorporate it into your daily routine i, I love it so i did not create it um mm -hmm. it was actually something that my therapist taught me mm -hmm. um and that's again i'm all about i get a resource other people get the resource mm -hmm. so um i was in therapy one day and she had already told me we were going to use um it's called emotional freedom technique mm -hmm. and i'm like Ooh, i like how that sounds yeah let me write this I'm down about freedom <laughs> right it, that's exactly what i did i was like oh i said emotional freedom technique <laughs> I wrote it down, I did some research, um, and it was, we've used it a few times, like, you know, in my different sessions, yeah. and um, I remember just being able to, just feeling lighter, feeling as though I'd had, not like a spooky experience, but yeah. feeling as though I'd been able to experience a release, like, just within my body, mm -hmm. and so, of course, it's doing more research, figuring out how I can get certified, and all these great yeah. things to be able to offer it during my journaling sessions, but essentially, emotional freedom technique, um, also known as tapping, 
there's different uh, points in our bodies mm -hmm. um, that are called meridian points. Okay. And what it does is, um, for me during session, <clears throat> we'll do, we have to acknowledge kind of where we are, mm -hmm. um, but then give an affirmation for that. Okay. Um, and so one thing that I um, kind of labeled as my vice a couple years ago is that I do a lot, or I used to do a lot of self-sabotage. Mm -hmm. um, I would think, hey, I'm not worth an opportunity. No, why me? All yeah. these different things. And so, and a lot of us, you know, transition through that. And so I normally, um, with the different meridian points, so you have one that's at the top of your head, mm -hmm. um, and so you're tapping it, but you're, you're telling yourself, even though I have self-sabotaging ways, mm -hmm. I still fully and deeply love and accept myself. Okay. And so you want to make sure that you're speaking well to yourself because oftentimes we don't do that enough like in our day. Yeah. We tell ourselves, oh, that was so stupid. Why did you make that decision? Or we second guess ourselves a lot. But we have to make sure our voice is the loudest voice that we'll hear. Yeah. So you have to make sure we're speaking well to and of ourselves. And so, but again, until you have, um, or even just saying an affirmation of some sort, but it mm -hmm. helps to relieve the stress. Um, it's used a lot with those who may... Um, be transitioning through anxiety or PTSD and things of that nature, but it also gets rid of like self-limiting beliefs. Okay. And so especially with me with the self-sabotage that I was transitioning through, it's the idea of I'm not enough or I don't have enough. And I can't believe that about myself because yeah. it's going to limit me. Yeah. And so for me, it, it may be the idea of even though I've doubted my strengths and what I possess, mm -hmm. I still fully love, honor, and accept myself. Yeah. Um, or you again, you can affirm different things about yourself. But you, to me, it's important to to, to take note of what you're feeling. Um, so if someone is feeling anxious, it's like, hey, I'm feeling really, really anxious right now. I'm not sure why I'm feeling anxious, but I can't let this anxiety overwhelm me. I can't let this take me under. It's okay for me to feel anxious, but ultimately, I want to feel at ease and calm. I'm telling you, even calm. while you're talking, <laughs> this is the most relaxing. It's and it's the most like <laughs> like you would never oh my gosh i'm just i'm be tapping for days and the thing is what some some people tap even because i posted initially on tiktok and mm -hmm. i was not expecting it to get like a lot of um for tiktok i'm just free like i'll post stuff because i enjoy it it's fun yeah and so for that particular video i think like the first like day it had like you know seven thousand views or something crazy and i'm like it's just a tapping video, but people naturally tap. They may tap their forehead some. Yeah. They may tap the side of their head some. That's another meridian point underneath their eyes, mm -hmm. um, right underneath their nose, above their lip, their chin. Just so many different, about a few different spots on the body. But mm -hmm. people were naturally doing it. And it's like, oh my gosh, this does help. But yeah. it helps you to, to come back into the present moment and also keep you aware of what it is that you're experiencing, what emotion, what your body is feeling and all of those things. So yeah. it's been a wonderful uh, technique just to incorporate in my daily in my daily life, honey. Because <laughs> at first I was yeah. like, okay, now what is she doing? And what, like, what is, is that? But now I'm at the point where I wouldn't necessarily be afraid to do it in public because if I'm stressed out and you wonder why I'm over here tapping, I'm just have to, you're going to have to walk around, I'm going to have to explain it. But this is like, I am behooved. Like, I cannot believe. Because it's, it's, it seems so simple. But even whenever I wasn't saying anything and I was listening to you say positive affirmations and I was tapping, I, like, my body, like, my muscles just started breathing and started relaxing. Like, this so relaxing. Yeah, there's 
And so all these different spaces that we were tapping, they serve as energy points, mm-hmm. um, even on like the, the sides of our hands. Mm-hmm. So that is, they call it like a, a karate chop, but essentially that's those are meridian points, tapping our fingers um, with a certain rhythm because our body stores energy. From the time that we were a child, someone could have told us something or said something to us. Yeah. And depending on how we processed it, it traveled through our brain and it locked itself in a part of our body. Yeah. And so we have all this different energy that's stored in there. And again, we don't need all energy. Mm-hmm. And so in tapping these points and being aware of what you're feeling, you're 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 creating that balance in your life that sometimes, you know, gets kind of imbalanced just internally. Yeah. And it's it's great. I sleep so much better, you yeah. know. If I'm not watching Netflix. But if, if I'm not watching Netflix exactly. <laughs> exactly. Then, you know, I do some tapping, I do some deep breathing and I really calm myself because every single day I want to make sure I'm connected to me. I don't want to be connected to everyone else, but have no connection or relationship with myself. And so that's how I that's how I check in. And it's great because you can do it while you're driving. Yeah. Like you said, while you're sitting in, you know, line waiting for food, anywhere. It's not, you know, something that disrupts other people. Yeah. You know, we can quietly speak an affirmation to ourselves and, you know, incorporate some tapping, you know, just while we're there. Um, so I, I love it. I think everyone should try it out. There's tons of resources on YouTube. Um, if you currently have a therapist and it's maybe something they practice, you can ask them about it. But mm-hmm. it's emotional freedom technique, um, and there's different approaches people take to it. But it's been super, super helpful for me. And I really love how you kind of tone into none of this is expensive. Well, a therapist might be a little cost, a little <laughs> coin. But um, you know, for anyone that's listening, I would say just start off by researching. That's what I'm about to do. I'm so researching this emotional freedom technique. But um, I'll just start off by researching, researching some of the things we discussed, like what is generational curses or generational cycles. Let me change my term. Um, and I would say, if anything, because I'm telling you guys, my, uh, I was about to say Michaels. No, don't go to Michaels. You might have to, you might have a $50 journal. You might have to pay for it. But um, Marshalls. I was going to say Marshalls. I see some in Ross, um, Walmart, Target. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Hobby, well, no, not Hobby Lobby, um, Big Lots. Well, Hobby Lobby does sometimes. Michael's and Hobby Lobby, I've gotten some from there for about five ninety nine, maybe seven ninety nine sometimes. Because mm-hmm. they're great about having sales and coupons. Yeah. Um, I only go when I when there's a sale or there's a coupon. Yeah. I'll go just to go. Yeah. But definitely Marshalls, Ross, TJ Maxx, those types of places. Even on Amazon, I found some gorgeous ones on Amazon, mm-hmm. or just some functional ones that I found. Yeah. Uh, without having to break break the bank at all. Yeah. Is there any lasting words or thoughts that you want to leave for our listeners? Uh, Let's see here. Honestly, the biggest thing that I love to leave people with is to choose yourself um, and choose freedom. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, the name of my business being Strokes of Freedom is just like a pen stroke. Um, You can write your way to your own freedom. You don't have to wait for someone else to release you. You don't have to get permission to live your life, you know, truly and and authentically. You have the power already within yourself to do that. And so I would love to challenge everyone to commit to yourself um, instead of committing to everyone else first. Um, And to be okay with whatever your story is. Um, I love telling people stories. I do so on my blog. 
Um, but in that, you have to first accept and, and honor your story before you're even brave enough to share it or invite someone else into it. And so mm-hmm. um, start with writing your story. Start with just learning about yourself and discovering who you are. Um, because in that, you gain a freedom that you have probably never even thought of at all. So yeah. And hit me up so we can write together, y'all. I'm telling y'all, <laughs> like, whew, my whole life shifted when I did that Dear Husband. Um, <laughs> It's just journaling because i have a lot of people because i'm type person i like to write everything because if i if i don't write it down i don't remember it but i know a lot of people personally they're like especially guys they're like i'm not what i look like having a journal and writing something down but it's just like even there are some days where um i didn't feel like physically writing and i'll just type it out and print it and then like glue it or tape it in my journal but it's just Mm -hmm. something about you don't have anybody to talk to or you're just having a rough day or nobody's texting you back and nobody's calling it's just something about okay let me talk to myself on this page and get all this stuff out before somebody get hurt but i just really want to thank you for taking out the time to do this um and just the platforms that you have um I just think Strokes of Freedom is just so empowering empowering, and just the idea of we can kind of write our own story and not really let other people write write it for us. But um, this was just amazing. Uh, thank you. It was, so, it was so great to be here. It's such an honor. Um, and I'm so excited for whatever we do in the future. We got to get the people writing and talking and truly sharing their stories, um, you know, without a filter. Yeah, you know, they can just be honest with themselves. So thank you for your platform. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Please note that the information discussed in this podcast represents the opinions of Sierra Bowers and Ashley Wright. This content should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for informational purposes only. So please consult your nearest healthcare professional for any medical or therapy questions.